Good morning, continuing with Hilchot Ta'anit Bechorot. The question today is, do firstborn women have to fast within the Ta'anit Bechorot, or is it specifically to males? The answer to this is that there are two opinions in Shulchan Aruch with regards to this matter. The first opinion says that seeing as Bechor, the concept of a firstborn, generally only lends itself to males, we only see halachot that are significant to firstborns with regards to males and not with regards to females. Therefore, this halachatu of Ta'anit Bechorot should only include male firstborns and not female firstborns. That's the first opinion quoted in Shulchan Aruch. The second opinion argues that seeing as the entire idea of the fast of the Bechorot is to commemorate the fact that the Jewish firstborns were not killed when the Egyptian firstborns were killed. And the Egyptian firstborns who were killed were women as well. If the oldest sibling in an Egyptian family was a girl, she also died in Makat Bechorot. Therefore, logic says that female firstborn Jewish girls should fast to commemorate the fact that they did not die in Makat Bechorot. That is the the idea of the second opinion. So as I say, Shulchan Aruch quotes two opinions as to whether women, girls, are also considered firstborns with regards to Ta'anit Bechorot. What is the Halakha Lama'aseh? The Shulchan Aruch, when formulating this Halakha, writes the following. Women do not need to fast in the fast of the firstborns. Some say that women do. So he quotes two opinions, but clearly the fact that he quotes the first opinion that exempts women from this fast, Bilshon Stam, he quotes it as a Stam, and the second opinion he says, Yesh Omrim, some say, that is indicative of the fact that the main halacha follows the first opinion, i.e. the opinion that says women, firstborn women, do not need to fast. Practically today, nobody fasts, as we've mentioned before, Everybody goes and hears a siyum, and by partaking in the siyum, they exempt themselves from the fast. Therefore, some poskim say it is good for women to attempt to go to shul, to go to and, and hear the siyum, and partake in the siyum, and eat something there in order to be mekayem, the more stringent opinion that says women are also part of this fast. This is by no means obligatory, seeing as the main halacha is, that women don't need to fast altogether, as is indicated by the Shulchan Aruch. Rav Ben-Zion says a very interesting idea. He says a woman who wants to be stringent, but finds it difficult to go to the Bet Knesset on Erev Pesach, understandably, she's very busy. What she can do is, she can ask her son or her husband, who are anyway going to shul, to bring her back some food that was served at the Siyu. By doing so, she is on some level fulfilling this khumrah, this stringency that women are also part of Ta'anit B'chorot. It is very important to point out that that would not work for a man. A man, a firstborn man, who is chayav to fast, mikoach the minhag, and cannot go to Bet Knesset, he is not allowed to rely on the fact that he has food that was served there in order to exempt him from his fast. That wouldn't be good enough. So to summarize, there are two opinions as to whether firstborn women need to fast. The main opinion is that firstborn women do not need to fast and therefore do not need to partake in a siyum. However, it is good, it is a nice khumrah if a woman is easily able to go to Bet Knesset and hear the siyum and eat something there, 
it is a nice chumrah for her to do. If she wants to be stringent and cannot go to the Bet Knesset, she can ask someone to bring food from the Siyum and eat that food, thereby breaking her fast. Men cannot rely on that leniency, seeing as the main halakha is that they are part of the fast, we will not give this leniency to them. So they would actually need to be present at the siyum, hear some of the divrei Torah, eat a bit in order to break their fast. Baruch Adonai Amen ve'amen.